Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends of mine, and welcome to Studio de Hefri, where our draft work rolls on. 2023 NFL Draft, I'm going to talk about the cornerback position today, and I do think the Dallas Cowboys need one, and I have good news for you. This, of course, is brought to you by my friends at BetOnline, betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, get a 50% sign-up bonus on your first deposit. There's all sorts of sports happening right now that you can get in on the action. I was in on the NASCAR action over the weekend, and my goodness, it's amazing what just having a little bit of action on something can do for your viewing experience. I've never cheered more hard for four random NASCAR drivers in my life. Our guys at Believe got you taken care of in that world. Uh, Not in Believe. Believe is me. I work with the Believe people. BetOnline.ag has you taken care of. Use the promo code Believe, B-L-A-V. I've also got the hookup at Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Jeff C gets you a sign-up bonus there. And that is your best ball. They're cranking up for baseball. You got your basketball, your over-unders. Promo code Jeff C at the sign-up. Anyway, let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about the NFL draft. And let's talk about what they need and what I want them to do. I'm getting closer and closer to being able to do a real mock draft for you guys through two or three rounds. I am up to about 4, 8, 10, 15, 19, 23, 30. I'm about 35 players in. And today I'm going to knock out. I still got a couple more corners I want to get to uh, to fill out, like the guys that could be picked in the top 60 to 80. And I'm going to get started on my linebackers, tight ends, and offensive linemen. But I'm feeling pretty good at receiver, pretty good at edge rusher, pretty good at corner. We're working our way. We're getting into this thing. March will be a strong draft month at youtube.com slash Jeff Kavanaugh. So the point of this video is that generally speaking, I believe the Cowboys, depending on what they do in free agency, they would be wise to invest one of their first couple of picks in a corner. They definitely need a second wide receiver. They definitely need a corner. Um... I could see him taking a tight end. I could see him taking a linebacker. All this stuff depends on free agency. I could see them taking a guy on the left side of the offensive line. We could go all over the place. But I like Duran Bland best in the slot. Jordan Lewis is best in the slot. Trayvon Diggs plays outside. You need cornerback depth. And I would love to find a pretty high draft pick that you're comfortable as a starting outside corner. And the good news is I have watched eight corners in this draft And I would be okay with seven of them being the pick at number 26 overall. So it is a deep, deep, deep cornerback class. Let's go through Jeffrey's early rankings. Now, to this point, I've seen eight. So I'm going to give you eight guys. My top guy is Christian Gonzalez at Oregon. Um, Let me get my notes on him. Why are you pretending I don't have notes on him, computer? Probably because I misspelled it in the search here. Christian Gonzalez at Oregon, I've got listed at six foot two, 200 pounds, four interceptions, seven passes defended this year. Why is Christian Gonzalez cornerback uh, number one? Partially because he made it easy for me to watch him by being a guy that has the mouthpiece that's connected to the face mask, but he just lets it hang down so he's easy to find on tape. That's important. Um, but he has all the things you're looking for. When you're talking about guys that are going to be potentially picked in the top 10, top 15 that play corner, uh, I think the traits that people are looking for is you want to see on tape, that first of all, that they're a good football player. Can they cover? Can they tackle? Can they play man? Can they play zone? 
right? Obvious. Now, after that, when you're trying to project that a guy can be a stud for you in the NFL, what we're looking for is versatility, uh, ideal size, ideal movement skills and athleticism, and Christian Gonzalez has all those things. Ideal size, very fluid athlete, um, well put together, moves exactly like you want a corner to move, doesn't miss tackles, plays both sides, press, off. He's just a really, really good player. He's going to be an NFL starter on day one. Everything about his game is easy and smooth. He is not perfect at the catch point. Um, and other than that, the only thing that I think is worth noting is that some of these other guys, the second corner I watched, for instance, is Devin Weatherspoon, or maybe it's Devon. I'm going to have to get these names right. Witherspoon at Illinois, and when you watch him, you're like, holy crap, junkyard dog. This guy wants to fight. He is scrapping. And Gonzalez is a way more smooth and calm player. But that's, I guess, more of a juxtaposition than a complaint or compliment one way or the other. Uh, but Christian Gonzalez could be a better tackler. He could have a little more dog to him on tape. But he brings all the traits that you want from a top corner. Develop a little bit better uh, at the catch point when it's time to make a play on the ball. But he did have ball production. Christian Gonzalez, my current cornerback, won. I think there are three guys that are realistically in contention to be considered the top corner in this class. So Christian Gonzalez is the first one. Second one is Devin or Devon Witherspoon, Illinois. Where's number 31? I'm listed at six foot, 183 pounds, three interceptions, 14 passes defended. That's a lot of getting your hands on footballs. Why do we love Witherspoon? Dude is explosive when he's moving forward. When you run a slant in front of him, a stop in front of him, somebody's shooting out in front of him, that dude is coming down in a hurry, and he is coming down there with bad intentions. He's 180 pounds. He plays like he's 200 pounds. And he gets his foot on a t- his foot. He gets his hands on a ton of footballs. Uh, let's see. They let him play a ton of man coverage. When targeted, he allowed below 40% completion rate while defending 14 passes. I think he sees the game well. He diagnoses what's happening. He gets in receivers real estate, and he stays there, and he is an absolute dog, which means that he is a little bit grabby. He'll get uh, called for some penalties, but smaller guy than Gonzalez, a little bit light, does not play light, plays super hard, clicks and closes in a hurry, very good in man coverage, gets his hand on the football. That's a lot of things to like. That is cornerback number two for me. Cornerback number three. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. I have him listed at 6'2", 198. No picks this year, eight passes defended. He only has one career interception, so I guess I'm starting with a negative. He doesn't have a lot of interceptions in his career, and he is grabby. Got called for 10 penalties this year, but he doesn't have to. Like He's a good enough player that he really doesn't have to. Uh, he's super long, gets hands on people in press, makes guys uncomfortable. He's going to be able to jam people in the NFL. Big wingspan, long, fluid mover, but not, I wouldn't call him twitchy. Like Joey Porter is definitely athletic enough for an NFL corner, and he's definitely fast enough for an NFL corner, but it's not things that I would put in the plus column, like super fast, great makeup speed, uh, incredible quickness. He's fluid without being hyper-athletic. Long, good in press coverage, um, heady player. You don't have to worry about him physically or as a tackler. I think you let him play press man and you let him go play football. 
The Ohio State game, he was really good with his jams, staying in phase with receivers, and there's a play where he's covering a dude perfect off the line. He got him jammed. He's in his hip pocket. Ball goes in the air down the field, and he grabs the guy's jersey and catapults himself forward for no reason. Didn't have to do it. But that dude has a lot to like. Joey Porter Jr. Those are the three that I think are in the conversation for top corner prospect in the draft class, and that's my top three in order. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr. Here's where it gets fun. My guess would be, and I don't want to play the game too definitively that people love to play, which is you're not going to have him on the board. I think there's a pretty good chance that those three guys go in the top 25 picks. After that, we'll see. And you never know. Somebody might prefer one of these next handful of guys over one of those guys, and you may have a shot at a guy you didn't think you'd have a shot at. My cornerback four in this draft class, Deontay Banks, Maryland. Six foot, 207 pounds, one interception, eight passes defended. What I really like about Deontay Banks, he loves to hit. He loves to hit. Um, Once again, traits. I don't think he's the most developed out of these guys in terms of seeing the field cleanly all the time and finding the balance between playing receiver, quarterback, and football. But here's what he does. He is a full-size corner. His movement skills are really good and really easy. The way he moves, I wrote the word smooth and gliding. He can run. His stop and go, his change of direction are really good. They're really easy. He does not miss tackles, and he is a physical player. Um, Ball skills, physicality, athleticism, check, check, check. Deontay Banks, corner four for me. Corner five. And if you want grades, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr. First round grades, um, Banks, and my next guy are one twos. We'll see, because I may have to. We're I'll I'm gonna have to fight myself on some things, but I'll keep you updated. Uh, but Banks will definitely be a one-two, the Maryland corner, and Emmanuel Forbes will definitely be a one-two. Emmanuel Forbes is Mississippi State. I have him listed at six foot tall, one hundred and seventy-four pounds. So he is skinny. He is a thin man playing corner. Here are the notes on Emmanuel Forbes: super thin, gets pushed around by receivers that are blocking him. Not always the most interested tackler. He is feisty though. Elite when playing man coverage. Uh, If I throw stats at you, some of them are going to come from pro football focus. Three catches allowed, three interceptions when targeted in man. He picked it off as often as he allowed any catch. 20% completion percentage in man coverage. Uh, You do see him doing a little bit of guessing to try to make plays when he's in zone, so he's not a perfect discipline player, but he's athletic. He's a really good man cover corner, really good ball skills, whether you're talking underneath or up top. 13 interceptions in three years, kind of long and lanky, really good mover, can high point the ball, probably needs to add a little bit of weight to better battle receivers that are blocking him and make tackles more often. But length, athleticism, ball skills, tons of ball production, Emmanuel Forbes. 
cornerback number five. If you haven't been able to tell yet, I've named you five guys that I'm perfectly happy taking with the 26th overall pick, and I'm not done. I have two more. Cornerback number six for me, Clark Phillips III. He wears number one. He played at Utah. He is 5'10", 185, six picks, six passes defended. Notes, clicks and closes like a lightning bolt. Incredibly quick. See some missed tackles, but also very good at getting around wide receivers who are trying to block him with his speed, quickness, and balance. He's an aggressive player even as a tackler, and sometimes it's why he misses because he doesn't have the biggest wingspan, and he'll be moving in a hurry when he gets there. But he is super sticky in coverage. My only real issue with him is he's 5'10", 185. But I watched him cover Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at USC, in two different games including the Pac-12 title game where he played him really well. That's not to say he shut him down, but Addison made some plays. But Clark Phillips played him really well. So this is a Utah corner that I hadn't seen anybody as high on him as I think I am. Small's the only issue. And Small didn't really show up on tape except maybe as a tackling radius thing. He plays outside a lot for Utah, plays some slot. He plays all over the place. Maybe I shouldn't consider him as strongly as some of these other guys because for the Cowboys, I'm probably hunting an outside corner. But I didn't see size hurt him. Like Asante Samuel Jr., it's very occasional when I saw size hurt him in college. The short guys who can freaking cover and aren't afraid to tackle, they can play. And my number seven corner, who we are now up to seven guys that I would be okay with being the 26th overall pick to the Cowboys in the first round, Cam Smith, South Carolina. Cam Smith, six foot tall, 188 pounds, one pick, five passes defended. The year before that, three picks, 11 passes defended. Cam Smith at South Carolina is a full-size corner, but I think he, quote, lacks. And the reason that he's not going to be a true first-round grade, I'm comfortable taking him at number 12 or whatever, he's a really good player. Stays patient and attached in man coverage throughout routes. I think he's at his best on routes that are stopping and breaking in, things that are in front of him. He seems calm at all times. He's able to start and stop well. What I think he's missing that teams want super early in a draft is I don't think that he has elite or great wingspan or athleticism. I don't see him as a huge makeup speed when you get beat. Um, So long speed, wingspan, the things that you're looking for for a, quote, elite prospect. But if you want to talk about turn on the tape and watch the dude play corner, Cam Smith can freaking play corner. Uh, This is a pro football focus number as well. Of his career targets, 94 times he's been targeted. 22 of them, he either picked it off or batted it down. Almost a quarter of the time when the ball goes at him, he touches it. That's good. He will miss tackles because he dives early. I was talking to my buddy Matt Cather on 97-1 The Freak this morning, and he floated the idea that maybe he kind of knew he was going to be a pretty good draft pick and that could be part of it, and I don't know. I just know that on tape he tended to commit and go low early sometimes, and it would cost him some tackles. But incredible ball production in the SEC, really good player, Cam Smith, corner number seven. My corner number eight and the eighth guy I've seen is Keely Ringo at Georgia. He's the only guy that if they picked him at 26, I would not like it. Most of the draft community seems to think that would be a good pick. Um First game I watched him was against Tennessee, and Cedric Tillman is a receiver at Tennessee that might be a top 100 pick. And he gave Ringo some trouble. 
And I think Ringo is one of those guys where it is the traits where he's long, he's big, and he's super athletic. But I see a guy that is raw at playing corner and is going to have to make progress in terms of anticipating things and being able to stop with people at the top of routes. Uh, Ringo is the one guy that I've struggled with in this class so far relative to how it seems like a lot of the draft community sees him. But seven guys that play corner that I wouldn't mind for the Cowboys at number 26. We'll keep working this thing, and I'll go live at some point this week, maybe tomorrow night, and maybe mock it up a little bit. But I need to knock out and have a feel for potential first-round linebackers, offensive linemen, and tight ends before I'm comfortable doing that. So let me get to work. Thanks for stopping by. Let me know if there's guys you want me to watch. Guys that you uh, disagree with me on, do it in a respectful way. There's nothing I hate more than mean people. I love kind people. Be the best. Uh, thank you for stopping by. YouTube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. You can also find, I think it's under the Jeff Cavanaugh Show on wherever you might listen to a podcast. I upload most of my stuff to there. And I'm on 97.1 The Freak in DFW from 7 to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday with my buddy KT, Julie, and Matt. And, yeah, we do a radio show. That's also available via podcast uh, on pretty much everywhere, but you can use the iHeartRadio app and hear every segment we've ever done. Just look up 97.1 The Freak. The show name is The Speakeasy. I love you. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.